0: The MCU, um, violence isn't exactly the first thing we think of. Uh, you know, usually I think about you know the humor and the uh, light-heartedness and the fantastical aspect of it first. Uh, but when you remember, um, the first film being Iron Man, um, with a protagonist who's, um, you know, running an arms manufacturer, Stark Industries, uh, and you know, his most famous scene probably is that, um, uh, He's like standing in the desert and yeah, um, introducing uh, the uh what's it called the um
1: the ja- uh the Jericho, Jericho missile.
0: Jericho, yes. The best
1: weapon is yeah. the weapon you only have to fire once, right? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I I I
0: want to say someone claims that was um uh improv or that was an ad-libbed monologue. Um and they they keep referencing his background, you know, even though he kind of goes through this um this journey where he kind of um changes course and shuts down, uh, the weapons, uh, aspects of his company, um, you know, Age of Ultron especially kind of goes back into that. Um, so with the MCU being popular as it is, you know, we, we, we'd like to say that, um, you know, the media that we watch these days has a certain responsibility, especially in this landscape, um, where, you know, the Parkland kids have kind of, um, heightens the conversation again, you know, about the NRA and about gun control at a uh, pretty pivotal level. And then it seems pretty oddly, like weirdly appropriate that, or inappropriate rather, that the Punisher kind of came around during this time. Uh, so, this is the next episode of AP Marvel. As always, I got Izzy with me. Hello, Izzy. Hi, Chris. And Anthony, who looks uh, very comfy on his bed right now. I am very comfy on my bed. Hey, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our guest today is Eric McAdams. Hello. Hello. Uh, what you like to tell us what you do, what your background is, how we know each other, and uh, stuff we uh, are working sure, on? Yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. My name
2: is Eric McAdams. I use he, him <laughs> pronouns. I'm a writer based mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. I think The Punisher is a bad TV show, mm-hmm. and Oof. that's one of my main things Oof. that I wrote about for Hot my takes. time at Paste, which is yeah. where I spent... Uh, Few months as an editorial intern, which is how I know Chris.
1: hey Heyo.
2: Yeah, I feel like that's about <laughs> what you need to know about me. I'm kind of short, not <laughs> in shape. You know, I hate the sun. Ah. It turns me into a tomato. I can. I, I started a podcast network recently. I'm going to plug that later. Yeah. Ooh.
0: Um. Wow. That turned into more of a dating profile than I was expecting. <laughs> um. <laughs> but. So let's. Let's go back in time for a second. (laughs) It's, uh, yes, the classic 2008. delving in. Do you remember where you were in 2008?
3: (laughs) I was, I was 10, Chris. (laughs) I was 10. (laughs) Uh, I
1: was, uh, 12.
0: Ah, uh, this wasn't a math question. I was just wondering if you remember.
1: <laughs> Here's what I was getting. I was at. in middle. I was in middle school, making, getting made fun of. Oh
0: boy! Uh, I was it an because... eighth grade? I
2: think that makes me the oldest person here. Goodness!
0: I'm. Uh, oh no! I? So I'm. T- I was. I'm 24. So I. I was. Okay. Tied okay. Heyo. Here, <laughs> um. But do you remember going into Iron Man, like the first Iron Man, with any expectations to all in the theater because? 10 years ago, that's kind of fuzzy at this point. So I'm wondering um, if you knew anything about Tony Stark and his background, or if you were just walking in to see a cool superhero movie. I think this was about two months before The Dark Knight came out. Mm-hmm. Anyone wants to start?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I actually watched, which I think might be true for a lot of fans, like I watched Iron Man after like 2008 essentially like this might not be true for most people but like i asked i watched iron man 2 and then like all those movies from avengers and then i think i watched iron man the first iron man before iron man 3 and so that's around like 2013 and by that point like newtown happened um the eras i think the dark knight rises like theater yeah, shooting Aurora, happened. yeah yeah i was gonna say arizona oops but like at, the, at that point, violence and, like, shootings had sadly become to be, it started, had sadly started to become, like, almost normal, which is kind of sad. So I feel like it was almost as, like, a passing thing. You know, I guess Iron Man was an arms dealer, and, you know, that's not, it felt like not strange anymore watching it in 2012, 2013.
0: But you never really made that association? Is that what you're trying to say?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was young. I wasn't as into Marvel as I was now, but I think at that time, I just, with everything going on in the news, I would almost began to see it as, like, almost normalized. Like it's just like, oh, that's okay, you know. It's Marvel. They're doing great. This must be a good movie because it's Marvel at that point. So right,
0: right. Yeah. Um. So just like, just like the crazy frequency of things happening in the news, you know, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't a natural thing to kind of um, think about, oh, you know, Tony Stark used to make a lot of weapons, and that's a bad business. Uh, but uh, what about you, Anthony? I'm wondering your... Um, my
1: my stories. whole take? So, like, I grew up in a... So, I uh, to add to this, I grew up in a very conservative family. So, like, the, the type of family that says, like, oh, we should just bomb the entirety uh, of the Middle I've East. I've heard about them, so, yes. Yes. So... So that adds to a lot of like what type of what media I was influenced by as a kid, um, combined with what I was understanding about what was going on in two thousand eight. I mean, we were towards the end. I mean, the Iraq War is is and the and Afghanistan is is pretty and in, pretty interesting. It like because it, it's like it never really ended.
0: Mission accomplished. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of. Like I, I always was just like, oh, here we are in the Middle East again. There's people to kill, people to die, all that stuff. Um, I kind of was just like, oh, he doesn't like guns anymore.
0: Have whoops. Have you ever thought about how they used? Um, because I, I want to say the the comics used uh Vietnam, um, as the uh kind of the, the like setup a, for yeah. how he became Iron Man. Um, mm-hmm. Was that something you were thinking about? When it was, was it in Afghanistan or Iraq? I don't remember. They were, uh,
1: they were I, I believe it was Afghanistan. Okay. It makes more sense that they were in Afghanistan because, yeah. um, because of, it was, it's, Afghanistan is more of a mountainous region than Iraq. right? Um, and the way that the Jericho missiles first went off was just like, oh, they're in their hidey holes and all that stuff or uh, something like that. Yeah. And um, that was a big thing with Afghanistan yeah. and Al-Qaeda. Um. So um. Well, what was it? Um. So relating it back to Vietnam, I think the two the like the Iraq War and Afghanistan are two. I mean, Iraq War Afghanistan combined, um, and then Vietnam are the wars that we lost, and there was such a massive death toll, and such a like I didn't really realize this until after because I was just a kid experiencing, um, like oh yep. There's war going on somewhere far away. I don't know about it, and people are dying, and it's kind of like, well, this is what happens. Um, so I kind of like the the connection between the two is like is is there,
0: and it makes a lot yeah. of sense
1: between Vietnam and Iraq right. and Afghanistan.
0: Uh, Eric, put me in the shoes of a uh, eighth grade Eric. Uh, in two thousand eight, <laughs> what was going on there? Uh, in relation okay, so to the movie.
2: There, yeah, I do have to do a couple biographical things. So I was raised as a Quaker. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Just, yeah. Oh, the Quakers! Just to start there. Um, and I, even by eighth grade, I was falling out of the religious aspect of it, but I still consider myself a, a pacifist. I still adhere to a lot of the moral parts of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so... I, I wouldn't say I wasn't conscious of the fact that the hero of this movie, for a living, made missiles built out of other missiles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and and at first you're supposed to just be, like, having fun with him sleeping with journalists and killing people through mm-hmm. his weapons. Yeah. Like, and I, I... But at the same time, you know, I was an 8th grade boy... And I was getting into movies, which meant that all my friends who were into movies, i.e. dudes, were telling me, like, the best movies of all time were, like, Fight Club and The Usual Suspects. So...
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't say I went into it being ready to be, like, you know, afterwards coming out to my friends being like, you know, war is bad. But... I, I I think the idea was in my mind, but I was more than willing to just shove that aside so I could watch things blow up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you weren't coming out of the theater being like, let me tell you something about the uh, military-industrial complex.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, I <laughs> was really like, doing that. You
0: know, I was more like, hey, was that Samuel L. Jackson at the end? <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting thinking about that opening scene again when he's in the Jeep, and then it's it's this very... Um, casual, very, like, comical, light movie. It, it's like it's this very light scene of him like sharing this moment with um the soldiers, and then it just totally escalates to all of them being brutally shot to death, and then um, I well blown up, yeah. specifically. I mean, like some of like they were shot, and then he,
2: yeah, he yeah, ran yeah. out of the jeep, and yeah.
0: then the uh, what was it, it was a, his missile. a missile of some sort with Stark Industries, um. You know, he, he sees the logo, and it kind of does, like, a little snap zoom, if I remember correctly. And I remember... Doesn't he say, oh, shit? Yeah, I I remember people in the theater actually laughing at that moment. Because, like, oh, it's irony, because it's his own, um, missile. But, Missal. um, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it was a very, like, revelatory moment for him. Um, so... Man, I, w- I was just thinking about, um, Eric, you were saying how, it, you know, it's this movie of this dude just killing these people. And, um, the moral dilemma that you usually see in, like, DC movies, you know, like, we can't kill, like, we're better than that. <laughs> uh, not a thing that ever shows up in these movies, I feel. Yeah, he, there's, <laughs> a,
2: there's a scene where he shoots several men in the head at once.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, um, the scene where he saves, like, this, um... This village in the middle of the movie, in the first movie. Um, and he's just, you know, just, just no, <laughs> no hesitation. And it's like this very heroic, this very, this like American fantasy of like this rich man, uh, coming into this, uh, this ravaged village and, oh, you know, white saber and, and, you know, like saving the day. Um, and, you know, they're all thanking him, and they're all smiling and happy. It's just such a... I don't know. We never really talk... With everything going on at the MCU these days, I feel like we just totally forgot about that.
2: Yeah, and then don't forget that, yeah. like, by the next movie, he's ended the whole war.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he is, uh... I have officially privatized, uh, privatized, world, privatized peace. world peace. Yeah. Does anyone want to talk about that scene in the second movie in, um like the what the uh what is it like this congressional panel
2: yeah um mm-hmm. anyone
0: have any thoughts on that because that's just there was a lot going on there <laughs>
2: it's just... in general so... i try to avoid talking about iron man 2 actually <laughs> okay. so, yeah so, so it's almost...
0: interesting
1: because the iron man cycle kind of follows along with how like our military engagements were because iron man 2 was when we kind of like everyone's out of iraq and afghanistan or like the majority of people were, and then Iron Man three happens when ISIS became a big thing, mm. so it kind of like like it just like the cycle followed what was actually happening.
0: So wait, what what point in the cycle was Iron Man two? Because I always saw it as like Iron Man two
1: was when we was when like a majority of our soldiers were being pulled out, right? Of
0: of Iraq, of Iraq because um, I'm I'm really interested in the like I I've always um. I don't know, I, I revisited Iron Man 2, um, you know, I think it was like a year ago, when I was kind mm-hmm. of like, you know what, I, I'm okay with this movie, I kind of get what was going on, because it was, mm-hmm. you know, every Iron Man movie is basically about a different existential crisis that Tony Stark has, and this mm-hmm. one is kind of like, wow, um, I think, I're, like, Iron Man on the surface might be, like, making my life better, but it's really making my life a total mess. Um, and, you know, the criticism is that there's so many plot threads going on, but at the same time, that kind of goes to exemplify how much of his life is a mess, and, um, a lot of the things revolve around, um, you know, especially when you're talking about, you know, the government trying to get a suit, um, Sam Rockwell, uh, Justin Hammer, sorry, um, (laughs) trying to make his own suit, and then, uh Mickey War coming the best in with his in the suit, yes yeah, yeah. sure uh Mickey War coming in with his um own suit kind of in in this whole revenge plot line and um you know rody eventually kind of taking responsibility like he he takes the suit when tony's being drunk at his birthday party um all probably undercooked plot lines but they all um depict this this escalation like like an arms race uh um, mm-hmm. So I don't know where I was going with that. I was—I think I just wanted to reach that. Category. i think yeah, go ahead.
1: I think you were trying to like look at like the bigger thing of like, oh, look what this movie actually did than what it like was trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think the movie was trying to be like an arms race, but it accidentally did that by being a combination of a bunch of plot lines that
0: weren't that great. Or weren't that developed? And in the end, isn't that all of art? They they all accidentally have meaning in the end. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. You did it, Marvel Studios. Iron Man Two is a legitimate piece of art. Um,
1: Iron Man Two is the best Marvel movie you've heard it here. Don't first. go
0: that far. Um, <laughs> that's, that's so, like, but crazy
3: in reality, like most, even like the really crap Marvel movies are better than most. Oh, that yeah, is.
0: absolutely. I just remember um, watching that movie in the theater and uh, people kind of calling it, even before, for some reason they were saying this before Iron Man 3 was even out, but they were like, yeah, it felt like a very awkward middle child of a trilogy. <laughs> um, And that kind of makes sense. Like, it was very, you know, like, hey, here's Nick Fury and Natasha Romanoff. Like, Avengers 1's still happening, guys. Get ready for that. Hey, look, we got a hammer in New Mexico. Um,
2: Did you know Pepper Ripley Potts Huntsman. has a strawberry allergy? You do now. Yes.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> With the weird like spinning thing on her desk, and that
2: scene is so bad. Uh... I just, I, I, I wrote this list about jarring scenes uh-huh. for in the MCU, right? And I rewatched specifically that one, and there's. <laughs> It nev- You never know what they 're doing with it like you never you never know what you 're supposed to feel, you never know what this is even about it 's just kind of Tony being like, Hey at Pepper for four minutes
0: yeah that that summarizes that movie a lot because i mean i I, I, I get the um the improvisational vibe that the first one had, but for some reason it just didn 't work in the second one because they 're just like, there are, there are, I can think of, like, two or three scenes that fit that description, Eric. Like, it's just Pepper and Tony just talking, like, over each other, and, like, sometimes the camera's just static, and it's like, they don't even know what's going to happen in the scene, they're just
2: jabbering Yeah, the things on. they do with Pepper in that movie are pretty bad. Yeah, it's, like, it's a
0: strange thing. Um, yeah, I,
2: like, you compare Pepper Potts and Iron Man 2 to Iron Man 3... And like Iron Man Three, she does all this stuff at the very end. I right. probably don't need to remind you. Yeah. And in <laughs> Iron Man Two, she's mainly there to like scream when <laughs> things happen.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, and then it's just a weird thing thinking of how pivotal that movie is for like um putting those characters in a certain place for future movies. But uh I don't know. Iron Man two is a weird thing. Um it's really interesting to me thinking um about the uh the John Favreau Iron Man movies the first two and thinking of how how much closer it was to the real world um mm-hmm. because they even you know they, they, like random like here's Jim Cramer in a little bit in Iron Man 1 and they had um Iron Man 2 had a bit like after Pepper becomes CEO it had like Bill O'Reilly on um, the yeah. O'Reilly factor <laughs> same scene
2: that we were just talking about yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um,
0: and then, you know, Iron Man 2, I think that was the movie before Thor came in, yeah. so that was, like, mm-hmm. when, you know, it went a, the MCU went a different direction after that. Um, so I'm wondering, um, do the Iron Man, the first two Iron Man movies feel weird to watch now, knowing, um, does it feel more or less grounded than what came afterwards, and, um you know does it kind of does it... i actually don't yeah, think so go ahead yeah
1: i think that a lot of the movies kind of like, like fantastical like fantastical yeah in the sense of like it's it like it it gives off this aura of what's supposed to be real but it's not it's not how anything actually works whereas like it, but whereas like with the rest of the MCU you kind of have an understanding of this is supposed to be ridiculous and this is supposed to be kind of like, you know, make believe, but there are like significant elements that make it seem realistic. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's the opposite. Yeah. Where it's the opposite <laughs> with um with Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. I think And it's so
3: grounded. To, I it. mean, to, I just
1: want to to add to that point, um so I remember, if you guys remember back in September when those CIA files were just released, where they found that the CIA directly influenced a bunch of Hollywood films and TV shows. Um, Iron Man is specifically targeted as one of those films. I'm trying to figure out what they specifically added into that film or what they specifically changed. Or if they add, or if they try to make themselves, or make the government seem more positive in that regard, but knowing that the CIA had some artistic—I mean, the word "artistic" is a little weird—but had some uh, say in what was actually written, um, kind of diminishes what the movie was going for in the end. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's not
2: a comforting thought.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm whereas like so like the movie has this whole like m- like push of like government uh like like you know um uh, government's buying third uh like like uh, weapon manufacture like having contracts with weapon manufacturers and then those weapons are used to kill uh, like you know hundreds of thousands of people and then those weapon manufacturers also sell weapons to the bad guys and then it's just a bunch of the same weapons going back and forth. They th- that that whole thing is kind of just like thrown out the window because the government had to say
2: in what was actually written in the movie. Yeah, and there is that no there's that conversation that he has with the reporter where she's grilling him about it and he's like, "Well, guess what? Military funding does all this good stuff, too."
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that so like like he, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, like, what are the, look at all the great things. It's like, well, these are severely bad things, and just trying to ignore the, the bad things by saying good things doesn't actually make it right. And so,
2: yeah. Yeah, because they want him to come from a place where he's not a good person at the beginning, but they mm-hmm. also don't want to depict him as, like, an unlikable or an actively bad exactly. person. They want him to be, yeah. like... I didn't know my weapons were going to the enemy. I thought they were just going to the US his, military. The, the
1: the flaw is not that he owns a a weapons manufacturer company manufacturing company and that he only cares about money. His flaw is that he only cares about money.
2: His yeah, his flaw is that he isn't like he isn't aware that it's going to the bad guys. It would be fine yeah, so, if it was just going to the good guys. I mean, I, I kind of yeah. saw it
0: as like a, a blissful ignorance. Like, I, I feel like he yeah. knew what was going on, but he, but having that experience in that first scene where he actually sees it with his own eyes is kind of what um reversed that, I guess. But, uh, yeah, and
2: his his own created demons coming back to bite him are, like, the number one thematic through line for his character arc, right? Like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, his entire...
2: And, I mean, like, his entire thing is that. I mean,
1: like, all the way up until Infinity War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, all the way up to Infinity War, it's Gilt! everything he creates uh, or wants to create will end up hurting him in some way.
3: And the people he loves.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, it physically happens to him at the end of Infinity War. And his, at the beginning of his, Iron Man. I mean, yeah. and at the beginning of Oof. Iron Man. I mean, like, his, yeah. physical, his physical suit stabs him in the end. In... It, at the Ooh. end of Infinity War
3: yeah well Thanos breaks it and then stops the, you then know I it,
1: just put all these like, pieces together yeah. I just I mean, I mean like it's but it's his physical suit so yeah. it's, it's I, I just creation. put all these pieces together right now I didn't think about this ahead of time was a
2: guy he rejected in the past
1: yeah. it's all because of mistakes he made
2: except for Iron Man 2 where it's just a guy his dad didn't get along with <laughs> yeah
3: but it's still a stark problem it was still <laughs> I
2: mean I, I, I felt that the,
1: the whole plot Sins, sin, the, it's the whole sins of the father. But, oh, uh, them the, Stark boys. That's yeah. the whole stereotype. Getting in like, trouble with thing.
2: international weapons <laughs> manufacturers again.
0: <laughs> the plot line of his, um, the, the arc reactor was poisoning him, so... Being Iron Man was literally killing him, which I uh, now that I think oh, yeah. about it, it's yeah. such like an overt, like obvious. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> not it's like that
2: lasts for a little while, and then they're like, oh, I'll just make a new element <laughs> that, I, that my dad hid, hid inside a miniature model of an amusement park.
1: Yes. Do you know what would have made Iron Man 2 10 times better? Uh, p- him... Please
2: do, please go ahead. I want to know.
1: Well, adding a scene of him actually doing something in the suit. What do you mean? Like, the entire movie, he's complaining, he is, uh, he's, he's talking about fixing him, his, he's trying to build the thing, he's talking to other people about, uh, about like, uh, all the rest of the universe, um, he's fighting Whiplash, but there's no, like, you kind of, you, you start the movie off with like, oh, I privatized world peace, I, uh, you guys want the suit? You guys can't have it. What has he done in the suit other than what happened in the
2: first movie? Well, he eats yeah, donuts what? in it at one point. Well,
3: it's been six months since the first movie and Iron Man two, so you theorize that he's done. Well, like heroics. so, like
1: how long is the dis- How long is the difference between Age of Ultron and and Winter Soldier? Because the first sequence of like year, of Age of Ultron, because the first sequence of Age of Ultron is like pretty cool. Imagine if you had like a sequence like that with Iron Man.
0: So of... you want to actually see him privatizing world peace?
1: Well, I mean, like <laughs> that, that's just like a part of me. I. I thought that, like one of the big problems. I've been too. trying to figure out what I the hell was. This... I've been trying to figure out what there the hell no, he means. There was no big like awesome fight sequence,
0: uh... other than the end. Oh yeah, I was about to say. What about the end? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: like, even the end wasn't that great.
0: Uh but did you see that? cool CGI of the suitcase armor going on him I and mean, that was oh, yeah, rad a bad one. yeah I mean that's yeah why don't they have the suitcase uh, armor but like like I don't know I, I, I love how the Iron but Man but not is, a
1: suitcase
3: yeah uh, <laughs> like just wristbands
0: yeah I mean that's that that's kind of the thing with um Iron Man through the MCU it's, it's like all of the directors trying to one up each other and making a cool suit up scene mm-hmm. <laughs> like seriously <laughs> that's literally what that is
4: yeah. Where's um, that
3: um you sent us that like reddit post right of all um Iron Man suit up sequences someone, ranked Yeah,
0: someone ranked uh, I think it was more sp- not not really the suit it's more specifically when the helmet like closes <laughs> and <laughs> makes the clank noise <laughs> and it's rank- <laughs> ranking every instance of that. I have to find that at some point because that was uh that was really
1: cuz the worst one in my personal opinion is the Infinity War one.
0: Oh, the micro like the nano because there
1: was no clank there was no clank <laughs> and was it was no clank <laughs> the, it was cgi as fuck like in in like the first time i saw it i was just like oh that looks so bad that looks so bad it's just ha- so
3: slow like why is it so it's slow so, wait it, it, wait,
1: just the, wait the slowness wait. of it the slowness of it made it look worse
0: he was like slowly taking off his sunglasses like in slow motion but it was like no like I think I think
1: the slowly taking off and then the suit building around him (laughs) was kind of cool it's the first time you see him head on
0: where like you see kind of like
1: the thing cover his face and you're just like oh that's bad I
0: did like the scene at the end I did like the the bin the end when Thanos rips off his helmet and like another helmet grows yeah, like no! yeah. Kind of like, I thought that was, was like a Russian doll or something cool. like yeah, that. And, or... and
2: because it's like nanotechnology, it's on his legs and he moves <laughs> yeah, stuff from his legs yeah. into his arms. Yeah, uh, that's, pretty cool. that's a cool
0: visual. Also, someone. But
2: also, I think it's, I think it's the same kind of effects they do for the Black Panther suits. Oh yeah, and I didn't. That's true. I didn't think that yeah. CGI was great either.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean yeah, it's, there was a problem there was a lot of problems with the CGI in Black Panther. I mean even like um, um
0: Age of Ultron uh the the whole climactic third act like when they're in Sokovia like Iron Man's suit in that whole sequence looked very off to me for some reason. I mean I had a lot of problems with the CGI in that movie. Like I like that opening scene I guess is kind of cool but Parts of it just look weird because they're trying to do like the one take thing. So, so, so
1: this the CGI in the MCU from the beginning to now has never been good, then um... it's always been fine. It's always been fine.
0: They're 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 spending (laughs) too much on on keeping Robert Downey Jr. in the cast. That's that's where the money goes. That's that's
3: Well,
1: well, the big problem is, is it's not necessarily money, it's time. That's mm-hmm. true.
0: Yeah, they're cranking these and
1: things it's, out. And it's how they're cranking them out. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's and also... And I think when they go back into kind of, like, the two-year, the two or the, th- like, like, if they go back to the two-year cycle... Two per, per uh, every, two per year? Yeah. T- two per year cycle, it will make the CGI better. But it's also, but this that's is part ar-
2: of why the directors come onto the project and a lot of the fight scenes have already been blocked out. Yeah. Like, the, the pre-visualization artists have mm-hmm. already started working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the that they do that with the Star Wars movies now too. They like yeah. the directors are really there to direct performance from the actors, not the CGI fight scenes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and to just keep this the shooting schedule on like like the uh, oh anyway Iron Man. Um, yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> Weapons, violence. <laughs> yes, uh, the fun stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, was was were the Iron Man movies like pro and anti anything? Like what what were your conclusions on what? messages if any those movies might have had was more about About the character or did it did it like have anything to say about um
2: specifically the military industrial complex yeah yeah i don't think it's pro or anti anything Mm -hmm. i think it i think it wants to structure its characters as being a part of it but Mm -hmm. not necessarily pro or anti it
4: yeah
1: because if it shows if it shows any pro or anti it it will it will like, not... What's the word? It'll
3: alienate, like... Thank strange. you, the word,
1: alienate. That's the word. Yeah. A- it will alienate some group of people, and they do not want to do that. And this exactly. was the
2: first... And these were the first two movies of, like, of the MCU. They want the, They want well, to, like, ride that centrist three. line of never really... Of finding some kind of golden mean between them. Exactly. Exactly.
3: It's like, you know what? I can't... I, I can't even say it. You know what? It's like? It's like Taylor Swift yes. not really come sitting about the 2016 election. Like, because... Her fan base is both people who are Republicans and Democrats. That's how I'm going to baseline it. She can't really... Like, in her case, she can't really pick a side because she's definitely going to alienate someone. And Anthony is right. It's the first two movies of the MCU. If you automatically say, guns are bad or guns are good, you're going to set that tone for your fan base and the entire franchise. Because, like, let's say... I if Iron Man 2, for example, sets like a anti-terrorist message, then every movie
1: after Well, that- it's not anti-terrorist, it would be anti-government message. Yeah. Like not not anti-government in the sense of like uh government explosions are bad, but like uh oh wait, no. Yes, government explosions are bad. <laughs> if it says government explosions are bad, but not government is like if it says government is bad. Some people will be like some people on one side will be okay with it, like on both sides yeah, will so be okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, the way that I'm describing it is, I mean, like you see
2: this kind yeah. of stuff in yeah. The Punisher. You see this kind of stuff yep. in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Even they want they it's they kind of want to have their cake and eat it too, where they can they they can use these fun weapons, but they can also go like, but you know, we don't actually support like massive violence on anybody. because <laughs> yeah. like the problem with being like. Well, we're not going to say we're pro or anti the military industrial complex is like you should be anti the military industrial <laughs> complex. Yeah. It's a bad thing. Mm, yeah. So, but at
3: the same time like with Marvel's past, like Captain America has now become a symbol for America because it's Captain America so oftentimes I feel like I've seen like conservatives where like Captain America's shields shirts and so but they don't. The but fears. they
1: don't really understand that. Like, like he's being co-opted by some group, even though that, like, that group of people is like okay with Nazis, even though that he punches Nazis in the comics. This is a different. This is a different conversation. <laughs> We're going uh, off track. <laughs> yeah. That actually uh, that but,
2: plays into the Punisher well too, because. Are, are we allowed to talk about the Punisher well, yet? Well, we I actually, I, I mean, I
1: mean, I was gonna say like Iron Man three is. Completely different from Iron Man yeah. 2 and Iron I, Man 1. I love
2: Iron Man 3. I will and say that.
1: the one message I got out of Iron Man 3 was that a lot of, like, international, uh, like, fights that the U.S. gets in are funded by white superpowers. Yep.
2: That's what... That's... Okay. I guess we're talking about Iron Man 3, not The yeah. Punisher, and I'm okay yeah. with that? <laughs> because Iron Man 3 is a great movie. Yes, because it is. we talked about mm-hmm. how these these conflicts get set up by iron man's past or his own creations Mm -hmm. that kind of deal he iron man 3 gets taken takes that to a more thematic level because i feel like the one thing that everyone criticizes with iron man 3 is the mandarin twist that's the one thing that gets made fun of the most online Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the problem with the mandarin is that the whole thing is (laughs) fucking super racist. Yeah. Yeah, and... <laughs> a walking
0: stereotype. It's yeah,
2: it's like it was it was made by white people. It's uh-huh. a it's a villain that was made by white people from America to demonize others. They he literally and... had a
0: monologue about fortune cookies and how that's like a an
2: American invention. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and turning that into yeah, the Mandarin literally is an American invention yeah. in the fiction. He was literally yeah. created by corporate interests because they want yeah. to profit off of. And, the, war. And, and,
1: and then, but then, like, yeah, and then we have like real life, actual in- instances of that where we have like the Iran Contra situation, where it's like we funded paramilitary death squads in the Central America because we could.
2: Wasn't the uh, wasn't the Taliban initially armed by the CIA to fight? uh the soviets uh, yes yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we create a lot of these that's what the american military does. i saw
0: charlie wilson's war for uh high school history class yeah i know that yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> yes like rambo three uh... taking
2: taking i mean like if, is... I mean, like you, ahead, you can look ahead.
1: at like history with the uk with germany of constantly doing this in like africa south america central america of just like, hey, we'll give you guys money, just make sure that you give us some of your shit. Or you make sure that you put your specific group in power, because they're going to be nice to us.
2: Yeah, it's, and usually what they really just want to do is destabilize the thing, because like, that's what they want to do. It's not really exactly. about, make, they don't really like these guys, they're just trying to destabilize the other guys. Mm -hmm. And, surprise, surprise, just handing out weapons to everybody and not doing anything for the endgame isn't a great idea. Yep. Yep. And taking a character who is, at his core conception, advertised as a stereotype of the whole terrorist archetype, and turning that into, yeah, it was actually just an American guy trying to sell his drug. Like, makes it, like, that, that, I love that.
1: I think that's actually really cool. I think, I think the
3: problem with the Mandarin twist, though, well. is that Guy Pierce is—I mean, personally, Guy Pierce is not was not great in this movie. I think that's what most—I think that I was like the fault with the Mandarin twist in my opinion. But I do think it's interesting how we've been saying that with Iron Man, Iron Man Two, like they can't really, you know, pick a certain stance. With Iron Man Three, I feel like they've developed more of a stance on it. They're not sort of, they're, they're not sort of neutral about it anymore. Like, they decided to make a bigger stance because they are that confident. Like, they're more confident now. Like, the Avengers came out, made a bunch of money, and, like, they can say what they think. It's also is probably because mm-hmm. of Shane Black as well.
2: Yeah, it's because they but... started trusting writer-directors more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I really, so
1: uh, I know this is kind of a non-sequitur, but I would really love Shane Black to come back and do a buddy cop movie with uh, Sam and Bucky, and then just doing, like... <laughs> A fun little adventure thing, because I'm assuming Cap dies. Just them going out and just do a one
3: shot. One shot? No, no,
1: no, not a one shot. I want a full movie of them like teaming (laughs) up and doing like like a a Christmas you know adventure. Yeah, just making the nice guys too. The nice guys.
3: Just just the the nice guys too. Look, they have
1: an arm thing again. Like something (laughs) happens and he can't use his arm. So because like an EMP goes off and his his arm just doesn't work.
3: Wait, make Ma- make Rocket the villain because he sold Bucky's arm.
0: No, no. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, wait. So wait, I know. Um, it, they were supposed to make Rebecca Hall the villain, and I want to say it was like the Mar the then Marvel Creative Committee that no longer exists. They they vetoed it and said no. Girls, girl villains don't sell toys. I think. Um, yes.
2: What was... I mean, they vetoed a lot of things yeah, because well, yeah. girls don't sell toys. Yeah. What? What was? I'll... What was Guy Pierce's
0: plan? Because I I'm struggling to remember the actual like uh, the, the, the catch-all like pitch. Uh, what was the elevator pitch of his plan? Was uh, it to? Was it? The... I
2: am the Mandarin. So he's so he's making this drug, the extremist thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lets you do things that. like blow things up and heal quickly. <laughs> yeah. Which would sell pretty well to people in an armed conflict.
0: Breathe fire, yeah, um,
2: yeah. I can't remember exactly explode. how the Mandarin was supposed to ignite this. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Because he was. I he think was it was like a. President. It was
3: like a decoy ploy, essentially.
1: He wanted. He wa- He wanted. To, so, so I think that what it was was like he wanted to kill the president because the vice president uh, wanted the wanted to fund the project. Yeah, that was because part of it could help heal his daughter. And yep. because then they could use it for the military. I don't yeah, because
2: with the vice president's approval, having taken over after the president dying, they would get a nice fat military contract, military funding, baby, and then yeah. sell it to other like the enemies of the U.S. as well.
1: So, like, that's why he initially went like and attacking Stark was one of the ways to do it. Yeah, because like, because he hated him. That's it. Yeah, there you go.
0: So you go. Cause he, because he, he was... abandoned
2: him on a rooftop at a party one time. <laughs>
3: Yeah, because he looked like a fucking dork.
1: It's
0: Very, very syndrome in <laughs> one. Wait, is. wait, were they tar- Were they
1: <laughs> targeting is, him to begin is. with, or did he, or did he antagonize the Mandarin to have them like fight him?
0: He like yelled Scrapish? his address on. Wait, he did Stark? yell his address, but yeah. So like, Man-
1: he yelled his address because he got into because uh, Happy yeah. was injured in the- for one of those explosions. But what? oh okay so i'm just trying to think because i haven't seen the movie in a while got a new view um, of
0: anthony's shirt nevada just the, yeah color <laughs> color just laptop screen color color color
1: sorry sorry okay go ahead um so what i was thinking was okay uh so the movie starts off kind of with uh guy pierce's character going into going to stark and saying hey what's up <laughs> yes uh, saying here i got this cool tech you guys should get. It. You guys should invest in it. And they were like, "Nah, we're Lamont, good." Thanks. No, no. <laughs> and then, um, Tony sent Happy to go follow one of the guys. And then, as he was following the guy, then the explosion happened. And then, which was claimed uh,
2: by the Mandarin. And so, yeah. yeah.
1: And then, yeah. and then Tony said, "Mandarin, come at me." This is my home um, address. There is no exactly. way this will backfire. <laughs> so if if Tony didn't send Happy to go investigate, would there have? What would have Guy... What, ha, what would have Guy Pierce's character done?
2: I think he still probably would have taken out Tony Stark at some point. But he mainly would have gone for the president, though. Yeah, right? I mean, that, and that plan probably would have gone off of, without a hitch, <laughs> to be yeah. honest
0: have To rewatch this damn movie, oh man, <laughs> it's been so long.
3: Gotta rewatch the entire
2: Iron Man franchise, yeah. um, unless, unless,
1: unless we're getting this all wrong and then someone's gonna
0: yell at us on no, the internet. No, I'm pretty sure
2: we've we... got it pretty much right, actually. Uh, I
0: don't think we can get anything wrong. We're,
2: uh, yeah, perfect. I'm pretty sure I've never been wrong in my life. Yeah. I, I think
0: so. I think the
1: idea was that they wanted to keep his plan hidden so that you didn't see the twist coming, yeah.
3: And that's true. No one did. I didn't
1: which, see. Which is never which? which me. No, sorry. Uh, go which ahead. Which <laughs> makes this movie kind of like not very Shane Black ish, because it's with, with Shane Black's movies, all of the instances and all the characters are interconnected in a really fun, uh, ridiculous way, so that by the end of the movie, all the li- all the storylines intersect and and it's all and it just and it comes together really well. With this, you don't see the through line from the beginning because it's part of like a massive giant universe mm-hmm. as well as trying to keep this giant twist that has uh cultural significance. Like the Mandarin as a villain, mm-hmm. that's the cultural significance. They didn't want to reveal that or like have some sort of inkling of it early on, otherwise the whole movie would just been Poop and people would have been angry from the beginning.
0: Oh, and boy, people were angry. Um, yes. So, but the one shot fixed it, right? Oh, sure. Um, sort
3: of. People liked it. Yeah. This
0: one, yeah. Ben Kingsley as a drunken, washed-out British actor is always funny.
1: Yeah, that was great. Ben um,
3: Kingsley's just a great actor. Oh
0: yeah. Was,
3: I remember the
1: time he played Gandhi.
3: Yeah, where he, t- where he, um clocked in that like. Small percentage. Playing, of Indian playing a classic,
1: playing a, cla- a classic uh, Olivier moment uh, of <laughs> playing a person of color. Oh, now it's ruined. Um,
0: yeah, who can ever forget his fantastic performances in films like Blood Rain and Prince of Persia: Santa Time, Ender's um, Game. And- oh, he was an Ender's Game. Uh, yeah. uh- <sighs> oh, good. Um, so, I- last, Iron Man three points. So wait, was Guy Pierce's Goal to privatize war, like how Tony was trying to privatize world peace. Like,
2: yeah, basically, yeah, okay, which yeah. Is, and like, <laughs> so interesting. <you> know, <laughs> war is an economy, like, first yeah. and foremost. That's yeah. why it has so many supporters. Yeah. War it makes, is a business, it makes a lot of people a lot of money, wow. and like. I feel like a lot of the villains in the MCU have, like, pretty outlandish reasons. Yeah. But, like, this guy is literally just a war profiteer, something that we've had so many of in human mm-hmm. history. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Also, just... should oh. we talk about him getting rid of his suits? Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: We haven't touched up on that.
2: Shane Black destroys all the Iron Man suits at the end of that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. In something that is later completely retconned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Ringe I just, I protocol. really like,
2: I really like that ending of it because I think that's Shane Black just going like, actually, all these implements of war aren't that great, mm-hmm. and we should move on from them. Then, and then the MCU kind of were like, hmm. but you can't do that because <laughs> we
3: got some money
2: to make. <laughs> we yeah. got an Avengers movie coming up.
3: <laughs> we got this thing called uh, Infinity War. We got that, this, we got this uh, gag
2: in the Spider-Man I movie mean, where I mean, he's not se- really there. Yeah,
0: I mean, it seems like he eased up because it's not like he had like. He was like at suit like forty two by Iron Man three, and he was only yeah. in Mark six at in Avengers, and there's only like a what six month difference, so at least it's just like, at least he chilled out a bit. I mean, I think the clean slate protocol, like the phrasing of that, um, it wasn't. I'm done making suits forever protocol, so I don't know. Just um, start
2: over. I mean, yeah. I think I think you could argue that that's what Shane Black was going sure, for. But yeah. You know, he's not the one who owns the char- the character, like...
0: Yeah, th- there was a quote, like, apparently Joss Whedon uh, was watching a test screening of Iron Man 3, and he said something along the lines of, what am I supposed to do for this next movie now? And people were like, oh, that's because the climax was so good, he doesn't know how to top that, and everyone was like, oh, no, it's because he destroyed all the suits. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh man, oh, Voltron. Turned out to be a anyway. Move- okay. Moving on, moving on. Uh, <laughs> to sum up, uh, I- the Iron Man series is the Taylor Swift of the MCU, and that's the only conclusion <laughs> we've made. Uh, <laughs> I'm crying inside. <laughs> um, but
3: you know what isn't basic? The Punisher. <laughs>
0: that's true. I mean, I want to start off with Netflix in general because, uh, with Daredevil being the first, uh, series. Um, so I feel like the promotional material really, um, sold this, this darker, bloodier, um, take on the MCU, and, you know, like, those first two or three episodes were, like, pretty gnarly, but I think the, the first time the violence really hit me was this opening scene of, like, I think episode three or four... Where this guy like beats another guy to death with a bowling ball? Do you guys remember that? that? Yeah. Later (laughs) on,
2: he just like slams his head into. He did. He did the.
0: Oh yeah, back when like they were not saying Wilson Fisk's name, like he was Voldemort, like he must not be named. It was like no, I can't let him get. And then he freaking,
2: without hesitation, just like shoves his head in a spike. (laughs) Um, that was a lot of build-up for that Vincent <laughs> yeah. D'Onofrio performance that was not that much of a thing.
0: It was all right. I... It
2: was fine. It
0: wasn't like... He had moments. Um, it wasn't
2: like, I'm going to kill myself rather than speak his name. Yeah. Levels um, of, like, grandeur. Yeah. Uh,
0: but I don't know, Um, decapitating someone with a car door. Um, yeah.
2: That... Also, staring at a painting. <laughs> Listening to classical music, probably. Um, mm-hmm. So getting dinner with a nice lady.
0: Yeah, yeah. Going to you know, the the curator of the of said
2: uh, gallery. Um, Speaking pretty bad Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of parts uh, from, that Wilson Fisk yeah. does in that series. I remember them because I watched. Oh,
3: them. you missed our um, race episode.
2: <laughs> the race episode. <laughs> <laughs> The,
4: uh, oh man! Oh yeah! Oh, how did a, that? A white
2: man to get involved in this race episode. Do you remember
0: Sigourney <laughs> Weaver episode. in Defenders saying, um... "God, what the hell did she say?" I don't even want to try to say it because I that, might sound was it
2: bad Chinese? Uh... There's a lot of that. It was Jack. There's like there's bad Spanish in the in Daredevil. There's a lot of white people speaking languages that they did not speak before filming this TV <laughs> Um.
0: So like, what was going through your minds when you just saw like this more? when you saw hardcore violence in an MCU property? Like, was it um, was it shocking? Was it... Did it inspire any feelings? Or or were you just, like, kind of desensitized from other television shows and movies that you're like, oh, that's pretty interesting?
2: I think I was desensitized by other Netflix yeah. shows, right. specifically. Remember, I mean, remember the scene in Daredevil when Kingpin
0: bashed the guy's head in? Yeah, we mentioned song, that,
2: like, yeah. two minutes ago. <laughs> But
3: yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, they pulled a real Zoolander right there, dude. Um, but uh, I remember during the interviews they were saying um they were calling this type of violence um because they were like, oh, this isn't like rated R like Walking Dead people getting eating stuff. This is more like um they said PG fifteen they said PG fifteen yeah that's what they said uh-huh. um but I don't know it, it just it it what does it say about that show that um, it made that, like, the graphic and bloody violence, like, a staple of that?
3: <clears throat> I think it's because it was so... It, I think it's because it's Netflix shows are primarily known for being so different than the MCU movies. Because at this point, like, MCU movies had just been, like, they were PG-13. Like, they were... Like they were still movies, that like they were still for kids. Like at this point, Disney owns like at this point when the next shows came out, Disney owned
4: That's Marvel true, already. Yeah.
3: So now it would so I think it would kind of be natural to be surprised by Disney like giving the green light to this really dark
2: Yeah, I don't like, think these they really would dark do shows. Either. I think like, you're right.
3: Daredevil and like Jessica and like Jessica Jones, which like you know was very open about like it's views on like sexual consent and those kind of issues. is very open about that issue.
1: I, I mean, think- also remember there is a scene in Jessica Jones where someone's arms <coughs> get shoved into a uh, food, uh, <laughs> processor. A f- food processor. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the garbage disposal. So, um,
2: yeah, that's, that's Disney. i mean, yeah. Jessica Jones' main like thematic interest is like violation and sexual assault, yeah. and like Cousin starting Cousin. from there is yeah, yeah. Uh, not not really a Disney uh, show. I think I think it went rated R because they were they were being a Netflix show, right? Like they were taking advantage of the medium, premium exactly. television, exactly. Like, like at the
3: time, like I assume, like House of Cards, like was Narcos already out by the time Daredevil was released
2: think yep. I don't remember about narcos, but House of Cards was. Yeah.
3: Like I think they exactly trying to cap was on the market, like trying to take what made like how House of Cards was so successful and trying to sort of incorporate that a little bit. Um and yeah. I think like I mean speaking about like the, the speaking about the desensitiza- desensitization again.
4: Like
3: mm-hmm. I used to watch um Brian Fuller's handball in high school. So I was just done. Yeah. Like <laughs> Like, fucking, you could, like, yeah, you could shove someone's arms in a meat grinder and be like, eh, that's cool. Like, that's, that's it. I you think, it, yeah, things. I think at
2: this point, violent TV shows aren't all that shocking anymore. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. I still... It's more like the content, like, itself. Like, I know, like, this is sort of off topic, like, Darren Aronofsky's mother was not graphic for how, like, that, have you guys watched it?
2: I have
0: not.
3: Like I know enough this... about
0: it to know that I don't want to watch it.
3: Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's, I mean, I don't like Darren Aronofsky in general, but... Yeah, okay.
4: <clears throat> What I does he do?
0: Black huh? Swan, uh, Rucking for a Um,
3: Mother. But, like, there's not, I don't think, it wasn't, like, it didn't stir controversy because of its violence, and, like, there's this huge, like, sort of pile-up, sort of riot in this house. It's, it went viral and, and stirred controversy and was graphic because of this one scene, which I... We don't want to. Spoil oh, I
0: know what you're talking producer. about though. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: you know, yeah, but that's exactly it it's like the it's a situation itself that makes things graphic now, not yeah. just violence itself. It's gotten more specific.
0: Yeah. I remember like, I remember watching yeah. I remember watching Heroes. Remember Heroes. <laughs> uh, <'cause, laughs> That that movie um, had like casual like decapitations and people getting the top of their head chopped off and stuff like that. Even, well, that was the only way
1: to. That was uh, fun. What was, what was, that was the only way <laughs> someone could time. steal someone. That was the way that what's his name could steal their power. yeah,
0: Zachary, Zachary Quinto, <laughs> CMU alum. Um, even Agents of Shield, like the season one finale, had Bill Paxton, like punching a guy in the chest, ripping out one of his ribs, and then stabbing him to death with it, which was like. <laughs> You know, granted a very, like, um, Mortal Kombat cartoony way to kill someone violently. But I was like, dude,
2: that's gnarly. I think pretty much as long as... And and networks nowadays, as long as you aren't showing, like, literal, actual human blood. Yeah. And, like... Like a little, actual
3: human body. And,
2: like, watching someone's, like, bone break or something. like Like, as as long as it's happening to a cyborg or you don't actually see something break or ooze. Like, I think... (laughs) I think they're pretty much. Like, there's a part in Agents of Shield where Colson, like, presses a guy's chest yeah, into the he crushed ground to kill him. Yeah, yeah like, robot that's... <laughs> yeah. Robot
0: arm. Um, I think
3: we see his arm, like, get chopped off, right?
0: Yeah, you see, like, for a split At second. Least... It's, like, this very, like, jump scare moment that was, I think, pretty effective. You see, like, like a little blood splatter, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's. it's
3: A stump, but not. Yeah,
0: it's not that. It, it's. Oh, and I'm just remembering like Daisy's mom uh Sky's mom getting like dissected by hi- oh whatever anyway <laughs> <that's> <laughs> Netflix. yeah, I remember that um yeah it I feel like the the hallmarks of like premium television is like you got blood and gore, you got t n a and people say the f bomb and uh I guess yeah for, I think for Disney it's an reasons, thing to remember yeah. about this stuff yeah. like.
2: The MCU is a really violent place. Yeah, like, it's yeah. a, like, there are constantly new threats to the entire world. There are, co- like, the people who are supposedly heroes are constantly under threat of getting killed. Yeah. And as long as we don't actually see someone's brains on the floor, it's uh-huh. not going to be right at all. Like, I, like I, think, I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy has a kill count that's, like, above 500 people on screen. Yeah. Oh, because of Stander.
0: blowing up. Yeah. All
2: kinds. Like there, there's, there's a sequence of the Guardians of the Galaxy, the heroes, shooting a machine gun and mowing down soldiers in a line. Yeah, I remember.
1: (laughs) Uh, Groot stuck his tree hand through like 20 different people and
0: then smiled. Yeah. But fun movie, right?
2: Yeah, just like kids' uh, entertainment, what a, what a superhero great, what great movies movie. for kids. They
0: might not be pro or anti military industrial complex, but they're pro fun. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember? Do you guys remember the, jo- that's the that's John John Garrett this episode? Do you guys remember the John Garrett death scene? Uh, wait, Garrett is <laughs> Bill Paxton remember- in you know, Bill Paxton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You do remember how he died, up, right? He's like, so he's what? He's ha- well, ha- Ward
3: shoots him, and then he blows up. right? No,
1: no, no, no. What happens is. He he, like he's he's almost dead, and he climbs into the deathlock machine, and then all the metal pieces start squeezing onto his body. And he's like screaming, and it's like really brutal. And then all of a sudden, Colson comes in with the the revenge gun, and then shoots him. But
0: he's at, he's monologuing during it, which is the be-
2: the best yeah. part of that. You got me monologuing. Um... So, oh man, we got syndrome all over the place. Yeah, I know, right? That's, it should be <laughs> the title
0: what a, what a of this great, podcast. What a the great side. villain!
2: Syndrome. I gotta, I gotta
1: rewatch that movie now after having. After being an adult. So. Do you
0: remember how... I, I remember being a kid and being like, holy shit, people are fucking dying in The Incredibles. Like, people getting blown up. And, like, Syndrome got sucked into a jet turbine. Yeah, I did. And dies this violent death. And this is, like, the movie after Finding Nemo and, like, yeah. Monsters Yeah, and, and it's,
2: all just to, it's all just to elaborate on its core thematic concept, which is don't wear a cape.
0: <laughs> or else you will die a horrible, brutal death. Yeah. Um... So, the Potterster showed up in Daredevil Season 2, um, and... And a um, good
2: time was had by
0: all. Oh, yes, absolutely. Anthony, wasn't one of your favorites... I feel like you told me one of your favorite scenes was when he, um... He's in that pawn shop? And this... Uh... Yeah, you want to describe it? Well, f- from what? Sorry, oh, no, I was watching two.
1: the... Oh uh what were you oh, watching first of all tell, tell, so, so i was, was watching funny. i was watching john garrett's death scene and it's very <laughs> funny it's very funny he's yeah. like standing with this it yeah. wasn't the revenge gun that he used from the avengers it was uh just this giant laser beam it was from episode and, two of season one yeah yeah exactly. and he's just like hey guys i found this and he just shoot he he's like just shoots him and it's like "Up, oh, that's the end
0: he probably didn't even mention <laughs> it to the other guys that he just killed garrett He just was like yeah hey, i found the thing no no he was that's
1: what it was like he was just like yeah. hey guys i found this yeah um, um, do, you,
0: do you know what scene I'm talking about in Daredevil season two? Uh, re
1: re re reiterate what you were he, saying. He was, I a, he was in a
0: pawn shop, I believe.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. It
0: was. Who was in a pawn shop? Uh, Frank Castle, the the Punisher.
1: Fuck. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me pull up the scene again.
0: Uh he, he I, basically because I can't he, remember. He beats up a guy who implies that he has like child.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. So he's like he buys it. He goes in and he buys a gun. From the pawn shop. And this is like really like. One of my favorite p- scenes of him as a character. He goes in and he's like. He buys a bunch of guns and stuff. And he's just like. Uh, hey if you're going to. If, like he he like said. Like the the pawn shop owner says something like really creepy. It's like hey I got some. Like weird like. I don't know if he says like. I child got kid porn. Tapes, yeah. Like if he has like kid porn. Or it's like weird cameras and stuff. And then he's just like. And he's doing that as he's walking out. Or oh, no, no. He uh he has the bag on his shoulder and then he starts walking out, but he doesn't. He locks the door and then turns around and then takes out a baseball bat and then beats the shit out of him.
0: They are yeah. actually show the beating. Do they I think they just imply it? Do they No, I it's
3: in, I think it's implied. Yeah. And I think Maybe they do a cut. All right, like, now I'm watching the a scene. Zoom
0: out and like <laughs> rewatching the scene. Well, I mean, I I was hoping you would disc- like explain why like that's such a favorite of yours. Like, what it, what is it about? Because it,
1: it because it shows kind of his like he has values. Like it's the same thing with like Dare uh, not Daredevil uh, with Deadpool like <laughs> like loving kids like just making sure that kids are okay sure um and like if you in daredevil In deadpool 2 I could have heard that
0: better but yeah yeah uh-huh.
1: i i sorry <laughs> all the words are coming out wrong uh which is very funny to the movie cuz he does make a yes. line like that yes, yes. um <laughs> um uh was i, I want to be I, I was i was in you it's like no i was in your shoes was uh, was
0: like the which violent is... brutal beating part of that was that um was that was that an aspect of that that you liked, or it um, was because that that's it how was, it does out justice, this dude.
1: Yeah, I uh, mean, it, it, I mean, it's like kind of like the like the punching Nazis kind of part of me. It's like this person, mm. like there are certain people that are just un un uh, what's uh unredeemable, irredeemable, mm. um, and then those people are punished. <laughs>
0: There <laughs> isn't there
2: a isn't there a Punisher issue in the comics where he just kills a lot of KKK members?
0: Oh yeah, probably. Oh
2: man, that's because I tend to think that's the only time that the Punisher works even as a semi-heroic figure. Mm-hmm. When he's going after people where like literally only direct action could possibly do anything. So like one of the I don't
1: I didn't see. Daredevil, I mean, uh, Punisher. Punisher. Um, So, I'm just giving that a little flat basis. Um, But, I don't know if he kind of goes out of his way to, like, punch someone who's vehemently racist, or, or, like, beat the shit out of, like, terrible, like, sexually abusive people. Like, he'll only attack them when it's convenient?
3: So... I watched I watched Punisher but I haven't finished it. And as I've said, like the show as I said before, um I've watched I've watched almost all of Hannibal. I loved Hannibal. And the show writer of The Punisher, Steve Lightfoot, that was Hannibal is pretty much his most prominent work before working on The Punisher. Mm-hmm. And um in the first episode of The Punisher, um, there's this sort of Mexican I forgot it's like busking worker, um, who works at the construction um, plant that um, the punish like Frank Castle also works for, and this Mexican dude gets involved with some really just bad like other workers who get trying to run like a crime job, and, the and they're also gets-
2: huge assholes.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he gets caught like he drops his wallet, and then they find out who he is, and the other gang mem and like the other members of the construction crew, um, are like well, we gotta kill you because they know who you are because you dropped your ID. And they try to drop him in like this cement pit. It's actually kind of graphic if you think about it. And then mm. um, Frank Castle steps in, beats the shit out of the construction workers, throws them in the pit, and gives um, gives the Mexican worker a bunch of money and says, leave town. So <clears throat> it's still Frank Castle. It's Frank Castle really exerting his own justice. And I think that's what the core of the Punisher is, is yeah, but it's, it's his own it's justice his own on justice. his own
1: time, exactly. And I think that's I think that's the important thing that I that should be addressed. It's like, yeah, he'll he'll definitely beat the shit out of pedophiles and he'll definitely beat the shit out of KKK members, but only when it's convenient for him. I don't think it's. I, don't I think also beat the, the right shit word. out of people
2: who like don't really need to die like just yeah. random criminals he will beat the shit out of those too yeah that, i don't think yeah th- th- there's a god of Phoenix war aspect right to that yeah i think this is <laughs> okay this feeds into i think daredevil season two uses the punisher really well mm-hmm. because he's a villain mm-hmm. and i think
3: he's an anti-hero
2: i think the punisher works as a villain because his Ju- the the just parts of him, the heroic sides of him, give him nuance there,
1: oh okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah, fun- yeah,
2: but making him into a hero and acting like he is like a rational like good person mm-hmm. at a fundamental level does not work Wait I so think-
1: they didn't pull him off they didn't pull him
2: off as like an anti hero in season one of his show, I don't think so, i think the I think the first half of Punisher season one is fine, I think it drops off in quality in the second half. Gotcha. because instead of instead of sticking to the punisher as like com- as very morally gray and probably heading towards the more dangerous side of things it mm. kind of starts just telling us that he's a hero. Yep. This
0: guy's got the right idea. Yeah. He
2: also <laughs> starts just saying stuff that isn't true. Like there's a part where he talks about how he hates bombs. Yeah,
0: yeah, you, that's a, that
1: was in your article. I remember that. You he specifically... says he hates
2: bombs and then like two episodes later he's blowing people up. Like,
4: right.
2: So but, I... and there's a, there's a part where he says that he ne- that he looks everyone in the eye that he kills. Then like there are parts where he sneaks up behind someone and snaps their <laughs> neck. They never saw him.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean um so what was I gonna say? In in Daredevil season two, they use they he's a good um foil to Matt Murdock's, you know, you know, I I'm not the judge, jury, executioner. I'm just the judge and the jury. <laughs> I can never and kill. the
2: executioner. <laughs> I just get him there, I think is what you were going for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I because I think the Punisher is really interesting to watch as a villain because like similar to how Killmonger is the best villain the MCU is produced by a mile mm-hmm. like there are parts of him that you resonate with mm-hmm. for the Punisher but like at the at the center of him he's not something that you can like that is a he sustainable... shouldn't should look up to
3: him yeah it's right. not
2: something that it's not something that you want to like lead a team of heroes on mm-hmm. um like. I, that's part of why they give Killmonger all these scenes where he's violent specifically towards women, like it's part of why mm. the Punisher has these sequences where he loses control and shows that he really cannot be trusted to like uphold mm. real morals. Like that, that I like, I like thinking of it as like it's what's convenient to him. It's what crosses his mind. Yeah, but it's also how he consistently goes too far. How he consistently. Goes out of his way and is kind of not ever in control of exactly, like, the kind of justice he's dealing. It's more just like, I'm gonna hurt them. I'm going to mm-hmm. punish them somehow. Mm-hmm. They also... And, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, they no, also go they ahead. also
0: make this, um... They have to keep reminding the audience in Daredevil Season 2 that... Uh, he is a crazy person. He is like meant is like brain damaged and they keep showing the the x-ray of his skull and it's such Which a, uh, I don't th- which yeah, I think is as,
1: yeah. yeah, I don't think that's good. I don't think that's a good way. I don't think so either Because <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's this has been discussed on the show, but just because like show like telling someone, "Oh, they are they're not making good choices or they're violent and aggressive is because of their mental illness." Exactly. Doesn't give the person their uh, fuck. What's the what's the word? Uh, doesn't give them uh, agency. The it doesn't topic. give them their yeah. own agency. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't make them responsible for their actions. It blames um, some other uh, issue. Other force that um, if like that creates that feeds into a stereotype that is damaging to other people. That for the majority of those people. Are not violent.
2: Yeah, it also yeah it also demonizes the those people. Yeah,
1: yeah, like
2: yeah. Oh, we this guy can't be a hero. He's mentally ill. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I heroes, I was actually thinking
1: I was actually thinking of like how would a superhero with severe chronic defe- depression work, and how would like how would his or like like the, the like his first issue would kind of be him sitting on the couch or whatever the uh, like him her uh whatever they want to do just sitting on the couch not wanting to
2: do anything i mean thinking about like heroes who are mentally ill you could point to iron man 3 again actually mm-hmm. because there's yeah. a very real argument that what he's dealing with is PTSD like yes. it's all but like literally stated yeah. there and like you can make plenty of arguments that like a lot of established heroes are mentally ill but they don't point to that for the heroes because they're worried people will go like well can he be trusted and he's a hero
0: yeah yeah, that 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 kind of felt like a cop out to me. in Daredevil season two, just exactly. the, the pointing to that, and and uh, ultimately it's not just like, a cop out. It's yeah. like
2: it's it's actively
0: harmful to yeah, mentally ill totally. people. And and I feel like the the main point they were just trying to get was like, oh, the x ray his skull. It's supposed to be like his logo. To get that, that's a Punisher logo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, dudes. Um, and I feel like his his character arc in that season just kind of faltered. Where at the end, he just has the the skull on his chest, and he. There's this whole thing with Electra and the hand that's going on that he has nothing to do with, and he's just like another it building. He shows just,
1: up! He's right? sniping
0: ninjas, you know, even <laughs> though Matt Murdock's like, no, I don't like killing, and then, like, you know, Frank Castle just kind like, of gives a thumbs up. It's like, wait, was like-. It's like, it's for you, Red! <laughs> <are> you
2: <laughs> I know you're loving this, Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to thank me. <laughs>
0: Uh, like the summon character in an RPG, it was it was just very strange. Yeah, yeah no, and- no, that's
1: exactly what it's like. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a trophy in Super Smash Brothers, where it's just yeah, like it's just trophy, you throw yeah. it up in the air, and it's like up. Oh, you yeah. got snipe now. Uh, they're there for five it's seconds. Like on the
3: shitty ones, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, tingle yeah. or something. Yeah. Like no, no, tingle's useless. Um,
1: the Detention the
0: Tingle. <laughs> I, if you if you told me like years like years ago that like oh yeah there there's gonna be a Netflix Daredevil show it's gonna be super violent and Shane from The Walking Dead is going to play the Punisher and be shooting ninjas at a rooftop and I'd be like what the fuck are you talking about? Well, <laughs> well I mean, I mean, mean that, that is in saying... the
1: comics. There is. <laughs> a, also an argument I'm pretty sure, that, sure like... there's a scene where Punisher is shooting ninjas. Uh, with guns.
0: I think I'm just really tired. I think I-, I felt this way okay, whoa, whoa. I, I binge watched season two. You I know that the Punisher really shoots ninjas. a lot of
2: things with guns, though. <laughs> I, know,
0: but I was just so tired of the ninjas at that point. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> so wait. every time season two did not know what to do with a story, ninjas just pop out of nowhere, and then they had to fight them for ten so minutes. So, like... Uh, what, what are they going to do
1: with the Netflix shows now? If they're going to get rid of the ninjas, what are they going to use as? Uh, yeah, what are they going I, I, the I really like because <laughs>
2: like Season Two, kind of for the same reason. Because I feel like I feel like it understands at a core level <laughs> that its basic purpose is to be like a kung fu movie from Hong Kong in the nineties, mm-hmm. like just to get the most like outrageous like hand to hand combat scenes. Are you in saying Iron Fist didn't succeed in doing that? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm saying that, Chris. <laughs> That might be something I'm saying. Not
0: even the RZA episode he directed. Oh, God. Yeah. What's the RZA episode? That was the one Episode he was, 6. Uh, he, he like, it was uh, the
3: best episode of Iron Fist directed by RZA. Wait, it was wait. the
0: whole gauntlet of like, him fighting different. Like the Spider Lady and the. You know, oh, that say, one! Kimi that was Kimi the one Yogi. with uh, Louis, uh, Louis Tan? No, no, that
1: was episode
0: 8. No. No. Yeah. I, I love how Izzy eight. memorizes like the episode numbers of Iron Fist season one.
2: God, I forgot hey! RZA <laughs> directed some Iron Fist. He, he directed The Man with the Iron Fist, The Man yes. with the Iron Fist too, and, and an episode of Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah. So.
3: Hey.
2: He's an auteur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But in a different way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's multi-talented. Um yeah.
2: and his Ooh. his signature is metal hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, the the thing about the Punisher show is that it was less about, like, you know, like, violent vigilante justice, and it was more like a personal vendetta show. Mm -hmm. At least that's how I kind of, um, took it. it, it. It, um, it was less about crime on the streets and more about, um... I was guess it a personal the
3: st- conflict. I
0: mean, I, I mean, I, I was talking more about like you know, there were like the um there there were, there are those scenes of the um support group, mm-hmm. um of yeah. all the veterans, and it seemed to be a little more honed into that.
2: Yeah, um, I think yeah. I think the Punisher, like at its core, sides with the veterans. Like that's mm-hmm. what like that's what it wants to convey to you all the time, everywhere. Like this is this is our group. These are our people, and. That makes sense, but like on the same at the same time, The Punisher did not need to take on gun control, but it does. And yeah. like mm-hmm. like they they explicitly have a debate about gun control in The Punisher, and it ends up portraying Frank Castle, the guy who shoots people with guns all the time, as like the the, the rational in between party between these two extremes, the voice of reason. <laughs> Wait, uh, so
1: I never, so I never watched the, sh- I never watched the show because I just don't. I'm not just not interested in it at all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Look, I was, I was like barely interested in watching Iron Fist. I just wanted to see how bad it was. Um, <laughs> so I made it through, I watched
2: all I made it through one episode of Iron Fist. Mm. I understand that.
3: Oh my God. I had to binge watch that for um, the class that yeah, um, for... Chris used to teach that I teach now. And I was like, "Get me out of here!" Yeah,
0: I mean, I've cool. seen all of Inhumans, so I beat all of you anyway. Wow, yes. yeah. That's why true. did you do that? No,
3: but how much? But you—he oh, also paid twenty dollars to see it in IMAX. Whoa. There
0: was how many? How many, many people? Curious. How many people were in the theater that day? Uh there were three other people besides me oh in an IMAX God. theater. Yeah. But you
3: paid—you paid twenty dollars. Right? I You're did.
0: Like yeah, well, twenty dollars of my hard-earned cash. Uh, I wouldn't well, yeah, use a Chris movie wins.
2: pass on Inhumans.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Unfortunately many crashes were for IMAX screenings. Um, Yeah, I know. (laughs) But still,
2: even if I could. (laughs) Oh my god.
3: Yeah, Chris wins.
0: Yeah. Um, so if you want to talk about painful experiences that you put yourself through, but I don't think I don't think Punisher Season One was like that level of that.
2: I, um, I thought, the like I said, I thought the first half was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have too many gripes there, because it pretty much it stays in its pocket, you know? It has, right. like, it does what it needs to do, and then the second half, it kind of throws all nuance out the window and starts just telling me that the Punisher is a hero <laughs> and also a good person. And so, yeah. At some point, I just kind of go like, you guys know who you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> At best, he's an anti-hero. Like, at the Mm -hmm. very best. At his conception, like, the creation of the character, he is a villain. Mm -hmm. Like, you cannot come to me going like, ah, the guy who uses, like, a ton of assault rifles and other weapons to kill people is, like, a hero and what America needs right now. And to release that after the Las Vegas shooting... I just, oh my god, it feels it feels beyond witless. It feels it's like the stupidity there for me was just mind boggling. And I watched all of it so I could write this article for Paste.
0: <laughs> uh, can you talk to us a little more about that senator character?
2: Yeah, uh, Senator Stan Ori, who in the <laughs> comics, who is in the comics, is an organized crime figure in the oh, pocket of the mob, basically. Wow. Yeah, so already setting him <laughs> up for success. The um, He's he's brought in to be the political opponent to um uh Deborah Ann Wall's character.
3: Page. Bro-
2: Thank you. Karen Page. Karen Page. Yeah. Uh, because she's pro guns, basically. That's what she's brought in to argue on this this radio show. And the and Senator Stan Ori is her opponent, and everything about him ticks the boxes of like a right wing fantasy of a terrible liberal politician. Like He's slick, but he's kind of vague. He's, he's polished, but he never really connects with you. He is clearly funded by, like, corporate backers. His, all of his arguments for gun control are, like, really not thought well thought out or anything, and he doesn't argue them well. And then when it finally gets down to it, when he gets attacked by a person with a gun, he becomes a complete coward, tries to sacrifice everyone around him so that he can live, and then runs away and is never heard from again on the show.
0: He even has, like, this, um, this cover. So, like, they kind of do, like, a vantage point, like this Rashomon, like, oh, this is how I remember it. And yeah. his, his fantasy was actually picking up a gun and fighting back. Exactly. And the whole, <laughs> this whole
2: Rashomon thing is just so they can go, actually, he's a fucking <laughs> pussy and we hate him. Yeah. Like, it's, the, the whole sequence is just to be able to go, like, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Which oh. is, like, okay, but, like, why would you bring up gun control at this point in America just to do that? Like, it's that's not why they even... Pu- this is, that's
1: actually probably the main reason why they pushed this back a few
2: weeks. Yeah, no, yeah. and they, they canceled, like, a panel appearance at a Comic-Con for yeah, it. Yeah, they, they,
3: they,
4: they
2: didn't... Put... They, 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 they... So, like, They're after go watching the Comic-Con.
1: show, they yeah. pushed it back not because of the gratuitous violence in the show, but probably because of this
2: right yeah. Uh, less, yeah. I guess. yeah yeah well and also because their hero she uses guns all the time like that's like that's his thing well, that's what he does so
1: so i think maybe that that might have been like part of it but i think it was because of the gun control discussion in the show that was the additional reason like okay because this happened we're going to and this happens in our show we're gonna push it back this amount of weeks
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's basically what happened, but, like, it's because, to go back to what we talked to about, like, the Iron Man being the Taylor Swift, the, Mm. the idea of them riding this, like, center line is basically what they're trying to do all the time, always, with their, like, mainstream heroes. Well. And that doesn't work when, like, the debate is between guns and no guns, and your hero is supposed to be in the middle, is guns. Yep.
0: Even more guns, probably. Actually, yeah, yeah like, like, like
2: more guns than your average gun so nut is like the rational of center of this debate.
3: <laughs> I have an interesting question: if this, like, if the sh- if the Punisher, like, because I remember um sort of related, what Anthony was like oh, the some news Anthony was mentioning, like they were going to time to release the Punisher and just drop everything during New York Comic Con, but then they canceled panel, pushed the show back because of Las Vegas. Um, if that had, if they had done that at an event closer to the parkland shooting would they have even released the show at all or what how do you think they would have changed do you think they would have changed it if it was push to, like, a bigger substantial event like Parkland.
0: Do you remember that, like, there is this, um, Bruce Willis Eli Roth remake of Death Wish that came out oh this year, and God. I think that came out <laughs> right after Parkland's... Wait, wait, wait,
1: yeah, that movie, that, that really dumb movie that came out the same weekend as Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. That, that oh, yeah. movie, that movie pissed me off because the, the, the entire movie. time it was White Savior Complex. Oh, that yeah. movie was peak. Like, white guy goes into bad neighborhood and kills bad people. Good also, guy with a gun. Also, also,
2: he, he wears a hoodie all the time, like, just starting from there, that your iconography is a white man with a gun wearing a hoodie, dispensing Uh his own kind of justice.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. so.
1: There was, there was a one scene of, like, a radio news host, and it was a, it was a black radio news host, and it was just, like, it was just, like, is this guy a hero? This (laughs) vigilante a hero? And I'm just like, uh, I, it's like, I don't know why you're, uh, uh. It seems
2: weird that it's taking you this long to answer this question. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. By the way, I should have asked way earlier, am I allowed to say fuck on this podcast? I mean, I think I, I mean, have I said fuck? Have I said fuck enough? i I said, I'd probably I'd said fuck act. enough. Yeah. I just realized I never asked because I just you know, it's podcasting, it's the wild yeah, west. I know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed yeah. to do what this I want This here parts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no
2: that I that, can that, stretch out please. in any di- in any direction. Izzy, that's don't don't say Izzy fuck. Yeah. For
1: the sake of God and country, never do that again.
3: <laughs> this here parts. <laughs> never
1: never make an uh, an attempt at that accent ever again in my presence. <laughs>
2: I think you did fine, Izzy. Don't listen to Donny.
0: Fucking... I'm, I'm neutral. I'm going to be in the middle of this. Um, Chris
3: full of Taylor
2: Swift.
0: Yeah. I have a bunch of guns.
2: Um so <laughs> yeah. same person I anymore. am I am the true golden <laughs> ratio here. I'm the true golden mean. But I yeah, I have a lot of guns. But yeah, that brings
3: uh, but to tie back to the question, if the Punisher, if it plan if they initially planned the Punisher to be released Near Parkland, and then Parkland happened. Do you think that would have? How much do you think that would have changed the show? Because our, yes, Las Vegas was a big issue, like a big event that caused a country control debate. They the would
1: have pushed, 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 pushed it further. They would have pushed it further and edited it.
2: I think, yeah, I think they would have done about the same thing they did with the Las Vegas shooting because that was huge too. Well, in its own way. do you think? Like, do you that think that was... they edited it
1: after Vegas? I don't,
2: I don't think, think so. so.
1: Do you th- they would have definitely edited it because of
2: Parkland? Maybe. Do you think it would have I... been
3: just canceled in general? No. No,
2: probably. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I think they, they just would have pushed it back. Yeah. Yeah. They would have Maybe pushed it back it and they would have edited it. And we don't know how much, if they edited it at all after the the Vegas shooting. Yeah. We don't know anything there. But, like, they could have. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, Netflix and Marvel, they are smarter than whoever the hell released Death Wish. Um, Not so. by that much. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I mean, well, we just
1: want to say Marvel TV is very different from regular yeah, MCU. you know the exactly. mcu marvel the writers and the directors yeah. and the people in the boots
0: um what was that the uh the movie gangster squad was going to be <laughs> released like around the same time at like, it was aurora? shortly after the aurora shooting and there was a scene in gangster squad where they shoot people up in a movie theater nice um, nice. yeah and uh they actually did reshoot that they like push it back almost in enti- like almost a year I think and they like actually... a cu- not like
3: a couple of months like not
0: months? oh months okay sorry it was, okay. it was, sorry. It was
3: a... like released it's supposed to be released in the fall and they pushed it to January
0: yeah they did a like Charlie P- like a uh, Christopher Plummer there not Charlie Plummer Christopher Plummer uh, yeah Ridley they, like... Scott
2: is the one who shows everyone else what's up yeah. right? he's the one who <laughs> yeah. like yeah like, it was hey, released January 7th 2013 <laughs> bye I got three days to reshoot all my scenes. We're like, hold <laughs> oh my beer. we're doing this.
4: And
3: then, and then he, and then he got nominated for an Oscar for it. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: really just as an F you to Kevin Spacey from yeah. the Academy. Um, so, so there is like precedent for like, um. yes, like there have been edits to, um, to kind of, uh, to attempt to alleviate that. I mean, I think they kind of took out a chunk of out of Gangster Squad to the point where like the movie made even a little less sense. <laughs> Um, so, I don't know, I think they would have probably still released it at some point, because, like, they they made the damn episodes, like, they can't mm-hmm. just, uh, toss them away, like, that's just not really, a.
3: They at the same yeah. time,
2: they could have They could have cut some of these scenes that we talked about in The Punisher, it's Netflix, you're allowed to make any episode length you want. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean... I don't think the show would have been, like, significantly better about guns if they had cut out this whole Stan Ori thing. Oh, right. Because, like, you're still, like, it's still an environment where people are going, like, hey, we should maybe ban weapons that can kill dozens of people in seconds. Yeah. And, like, people are going, like, maybe not. <laughs> and to have this guy come out as, like, your new, the new face of Marvel Netflix, not a great choice. And so even if they had cut out this Stan Ori thing, it wouldn't have been great. Right like
0: um yeah i can't i'm trying to figure out what function he had that whole uh domestic terrorism uh plot line that was that that was just such a weird tangent in that show
2: yeah because because you know. that's that's what they set up as the extreme gun nut side of right. this like yeah they set up like like there are two bad guys here there's the liberal politician trying to take away the guns and there's the, 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 zealot trying to fuck it up for all of us by mm-hmm. using guns and bombs to kill innocent people. Yeah. And like, they set up Frank Castle, the Punisher. Yes. As the guy, the guy, guy who can stand. The guy with skull on his them. chest. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what my article for Peace was basically the, saying. The, the, like,
1: the uh, what's it called? The, the show basically says that the good guy with the gun is the, is the way that we should live in yeah. America.
2: I mean that's that you could argue that that's what MC, the MCU movies in general are about. It's about, you know, good guys with guns. But the thing like, is is that we shouldn't even be touching that. I don't even think we should even be
1: touching that point because if we do, it will negate everything that these ridiculous action movies are made for.
2: Eh. I don't know I don't I look I
1: think there are I think there I think these movies can talk about a bunch of other amazing important serious issues but I think touching that could lead to people being upset and could lead to um just very conflicting very uh hypocritical um
4: just hypocritical actions like what's happening in the show
0: um, am I right in, uh, and sorry, this is, like, kind of going to a different topic, but, um, am I right in saying that 13 Reasons Why had a school shooting
3: Yeah, element? I read about, oh, I I oh, mean, I yeah,
0: the yeah. show that was supposed to predominantly
1: talk about, you know, mental health and suicide all of a sudden is gonna have a second TV show, second season, talking about, a school shooting.
3: No, it's about, they talk about, because, like, they went from, I remember reading an article about this, like, the first season was supposed to say, like, it's supposed to bring a light to, like, mental awareness issues, and then the second issue, the second season did, like, a bunch of Me Too stuff and sexual assault, and then, like, they did school shootings really? and consent, okay. and, like, honestly, this should, I mean, I have a, I could devote, like, another episode of of this podcast to okay. 13 reasons why, but it's AP Marvel, but, like, <laughs> essentially, like, yeah, 13 Reasons Why was also sort of tri- is an example. I think 13 Reasons Why is an example of show of that they talk about this stuff very openly. And with just no sort of regards to boundaries, almost. That's what I'm seeing.
2: No, I have heard, I've heard pretty things. bad stuff about 13 Reasons Why, specifically with regards to suicide. Like, I've heard mm-hmm. that it doesn't even do a good job. With oh, it's like main. Yeah, uh, don't a get me
1: started it. on it. It is it is it is a, a horrific portrayal of what mental illness is and of what uh, suicide. No, I did not because I refuse to watch Good. a show that has anything to do with that. Um, it is really horrific, and I do not want to talk about it actually because it oh, okay. makes me really upset about how bad. Okay. it is. yeah, I, I was just I was um, just wondering
0: if that show actually did depict on screen a school shooting because that. Uh, oh, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I have. Oh, I have,
3: if they did, they'd be canceled on the spot. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Netflix doesn't really. Yeah. They, well, yeah. the, show, like the, the
1: show. The show backlash from it would be, sh-
3: sh- make it the, the
1: Well, the show did depict. A a suicide on screen, and right. they were told not to do that, and they did it anyway. So I don't know if they they could. Um, but
3: yeah, Thirteen Reasons Why is like, as I said, like, it's an example of a show that is like, a, a little, I guess, a little bit like The Punisher has a very open stance. Even, I guess even more so, like in the media, very has a very open stance and is arguably not really afraid to talk about these subjects and they've gotten some heat for it i know people who defend the show say you know it's hard stuff to watch but we need to show it but this is definitely not and but i also like me and anthony are definitely on the campus this is not the right way to do it and you're not doing this the right way is definitely the reason like and so i think if you can if you want to compare i guess how that show depicts its own social issues to what the punisher and nexus is trying to do i think 13 reasons why is doing too much of an on the nose like broad very upfront job about it i think the punisher Uh is probably avoiding just because marvel is being risky but still is being mindful of what it's showing
0: sure so not not exactly comparable because it it did come, to, it did, like, come across to me as, like, oh, these are different instances of Netflix just being totally tone deaf.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're all these.
3: it's very much like an apples to oranges issue, but I think sure. they, or like, their respective issues they have different they have, they're dealing with sensitive issues and are, com- show, are conveying them in two different ways, one with some of them might might not be all that correct
2: Mm -hmm. i think that kind of applies to a lot of uh movies and tv shows nowadays because i feel like i see a lot of movies about issues that are like social issues political issues what have you that are affecting like the 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 consciousness at that moment because they're trying to be like relevant but it tends to be in a way that doesn't demonstrate any real understanding of it like there's the the Netflix mm-hmm. movie with Martin Freeman Cargo, like. Do you guys know not what that is? That it's called it's, wait, it's
3: it's Cargo or Fargo.
0: No, Cargo. <laughs> oh God, there's too similar sounding. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm
2: not trying to like do a call out post at Fargo. It's uh, Cargo.
0: Yeah, I'm looking this up now. I'm not, actually not familiar with this. Um, there. Okay, look look it up. In the
2: meantime, yeah. I just think there's a lot. Of stuff about specific social issues, whether it's gun control, suicide, school shootings, whatever it is, we have artists that go like, Well, I'm gonna make a thing about this, because that's what I'm thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. But they it never feels like they really get it.
4: Yeah. Yep,
1: yep, 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 like, yep, yep. Yep, 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 you're just yep, kind yep, of yep, 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 yep. To the thing you're talking They're about. They kind of you're like not- they they say the thing and then they 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 ease around it
2: yeah this is a movie about shooting like and it never like manages to like really feel like they feel it in their bones or like whether or or have a real incisive point about it it never feels like they go anywhere with it it's just kind of this is the thing about the thing you're thinking about like that's all they're trying to do and it just it it fails to generate anything real Detroit
0: Become Human is now in stores on the ps <laughs> uh, Oh, that is that is another
1: great example of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I mean, all I I mean, I've just been seeing the reviews of it and what Chris has talked about with that game, but yeah, um, that's stuff. all. That's yeah. That's <laughs> so I have which to say so which that. is
0: worse, The Punisher or Detroit Become Human? <laughs> I uh, so wait, if League we were to ju- if we were to have
1: a list of pieces of medium that said they were going to do something and then didn't like like did it poorly or didn't even like talk about <laughs> How old it How you got man <laughs> It's it's too fucking long dude uh it's like 13 reasons why the punisher detroit becomes human um Detroit
0: becomes human uh
1: yes, you can make an man. argument for dear evan hansen um i uh, uh hamilton maybe i don't know um yeah the list can go on um so that
3: one episode of iron fist
1: that the <laughs> entire show of iron fist
4: yeah
0: <laughs> we tried to make a good show
1: <laughs> that was the that we was heard you guys like
0: good shows. yeah that <laughs> this was, is a show yeah. corporations yeah. are people too
1: yeah um, all right i actually have to go in a little bit i don't know if yeah you we, to we
0: are like way yeah. over time i think but, yeah um, chris is gonna have a have any, fun editing Chris. <laughs> yes. Any any concluding thoughts? Uh I I think we wrapped up the Iron Man discussion very well, but in terms of uh Daredevil Punisher, Punisher, Netflix in general, um any final conclusions, like any the Punisher is definitively so and so. The show the show
1: the show from what it seems falls into the trap of we're going to discuss something in this show. But they only talk about it a but little we're bit. We're not
2: going to do a good job. And we're not going to do a good
1: yeah. job of it because we want to tread a line. Um, I
2: think honestly, I think that's when it comes to violence, when it comes to weapons. I think that that's a trap that most superhero movies fall into. Yeah, because they're I superhero just, movies. They're not like they're yeah they're they're movies about making fights fun. Yeah, like, that's what that's what they're doing from the get go. But at a certain point when you start thinking about the way they treat weapons the way they treat violence and you kind of go like huh you have a lot of like really powerful weapons and all your lead characters are white men with a lot of power yeah like applying these lenses to the mcu tends to make you realize that it's not a great use of any kind of social issues yeah Mm -hmm. Like, there are exceptions to this. I don't want to say, like, the whole MCU is uh, an exercise in consolidating white power and white supremacy. That's not what I'm going for. Yeah. But on a certain level, I think we've talked about, like, my main point throughout this whole thing is they keep trying to ride this line of between the two extremes. They're trying to present themselves as, like, the rational middle between everything. Mm-hmm. And after a certain point, that just kind of starts feeling like you're not even considering it yeah yeah i like, think yeah go ahead go ahead oh
3: yeah I was, I was i was gonna let you finish your thought and then add
2: to it. Yeah. i just when it when it comes you're making a movie that's making fights fun and like that's that's fine fantasy is is escapism all that stuff it all has its value but when you don't consider it when you're not thinking about it it reveals a kind of Uh, a refusal to think about it at this point Uh rather than just uh it's not coming up like i could you can make excuses for earlier superhero movies because they're just trying to make good superhero movies but at this point you've got to start thinking about your legacy you've got to start thinking about the way you use weapons the way your characters present themselves Uh when they when they have this kind of power this kind of capability to With kill great people.
1: power comes great responsibility yeah this
2: is this this all feeds into my manifesto about how spider-man is the platonic ideal of all superheroes
1: <laughs> i mean like look at look sh- at some like shoot the, shoot anybody, some of the coolest relatable he's the,
2: funny and he doesn't kill anyone some of the some of
1: the coolest super superheroes have powers that are just like push people out of the way
2: exactly like a superhero is like, what it was meant to be is a guy who helps people, not a guy who has the biggest gun. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Um, I had a point, and I'm
4: losing it. Um... <laughs> talked too long. <laughs> it, no, Sorry. It's,
3: no, it's fine. It was really good. Um, oh yeah. So, so, weapons and social issues. So, I think you're definitely right how, especially, especially after, especially, especially after Infinity War, Marvel has to think a lot about its legacy and what it's trying to convey. And I think Disney is sort of breaking out of that mold where it's like, ha-ha, Disney! For kids! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Anthony looks sad. No, I'm just
1: tired and it's hot out and no. I have a thing at 8.30.
3: Oh, yeah. That's so humorous. I will wrap I it up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think Disney, yeah, definitely Marvel is trying to, like, especially, yeah, Marvel has a big a lot to live up to now and they do have to be start being a lot more careful about what they say and especially I think just this day and age too because I think we were talking about this last episode, like twenty sixteen was so different than now. And that was two years ago. Yep. So Marvel has to be a lot more careful about, you know, what they're doing. Thank God. Thank God that the first
1: thank God for the that the the that Black Panther uh, covered serious issues that needed to be discussed, and Infinity War didn't touch anything and was just a giant fun epic. Exactly, exactly.
3: Like, with black. Well, we talked there, about stuff like...
0: with Infinity War. Oh, yeah. But well, I mean, it black
1: talks North about there. sacrifice, but it doesn't. It's not like it's like, not like it talks. Stuff, it's not like... Like, it doesn't talk about like gay rights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanos actually, the, the Infinity Stones are actually like a pride. Uh, well, I mean,
2: that's 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 film. a problem with the MCU as well. Like the fact that they keep censoring scenes where characters are shown to be queer canonically gay yeah
0: yeah, mm. yeah like but they like,
2: refuse to do it they re- and like i i get what you're saying about they need to be careful about what they say but like so far what they've been mostly doing is not saying anything about anything
3: and that's mm-hmm. a bigger issue i think Marvel, yeah the conclusion and that's why people
2: this, like black panther so much
3: because it had something to say because also because of right but like people like black <laughs> yeah. panther because that's something to say I think Marvel has to be a little bit more risky about what they say. With like, I the think they
1: can. I think they stop. can now. I think like sure. Like, look, Infinity War, Avengers 4, they were already made. They saw how successful Black Panther is, and they're going to apply that to future movies by saying, okay, people like when we're able to say yeah. things now. Probably Let's say, say shit.
3: Marvel, they'll say something. Yeah. The conclusion yeah. of the- this episode is Marvel should stop pulling a Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Make it gay. There we go. There more, me, make more more marginalized people
1: Make it things. gay Jesus again. Christ. Um, um, um yeah. All right, yeah. Stop
2: Fulfill making things where people sheep. shoot people all the time. Good lord. Um, so I really have actually have to go. People.
1: Um but what's I
0: What's your what's your Twitter panel? My campaign? Twitter handle oh, yeah. is
1: <laughs> at the Pizza Taco. Okay. Uh check out some great socialist commentary and tweets mm-hmm. there. Uh, if you want, you can yell at me, you can follow me, I don't give a shit, just do it.
0: Hashtag discourse with yeah. hashtag Anthony. <laughs> I, I'm probably
1: not even discourse, just like, look at my shit and yell at me and <laughs> okay. I'll just be like, okay. Okay. Um, uh, can I, can I actually, uh, you don't have you to, have you have don't my, have yeah, to include you this. You have
0: my permission to leave. You don't have to include this, you don't have
1: to include this, I just want to ask how did the last week go? I wasn't there. I just want to hear about uh,
4: it.
3: Got, a a conversation. conversation about yeah, calm conversation about Iron Fist. It was all right.
0: Two well, Asian well, people teaming up against a white guy over well, Iron Fist. What did the white guy say? No, not. Just listen to it later. It, it, oh, it's. I have it's, to listen uh, to it. Yeah. No, it was it was civil. It was. We came to an understanding. Uh, Izzy, what is your uh, Twitter handle?
3: My um, Twitter handle is um, Delirilyn, which is D E L I R I L Y N. Um and yeah, I. Follow. Um, you can follow Marvel News Desk, where I am a contributor. Uh-huh. Uh, I have an article coming out soon,
0: hopefully. Yeah. Hey-o. Um, Eric. Uh, Twitter handle
2: and anything you want to plug. Yeah, I got. I got a few. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is at audaciously yours. It's like audaciously, but with an e. <laughs> uh, I I I'm a co-founder of the Major Cast Network, which is a podcast network that has all ranges of stuff. We've got. We, we are at majorcastnetwork.com, although as I speak, I believe the website is under renovation. So mm. for now, you can just go to iTunes and look our stuff up. Um, I do one called Big Time Whoopsies, which is where I look at stories from history that involve incompetence in some way. And then I tell it to a friend of mine who has never heard it before. I, we, have, we have a show called Media Majors, where my friends Tom and Liam tell each other stories from movies and TV, internet culture, and video games uh it's all pretty wild and weird the um we've got we've got so much stuff honestly so check out majorcastnetwork.com i don't know when this episode is going to come out by me neither, but but by we'll that time <laughs> by that time it should be up and running and much prettier to look at okay excellent so we would we would definitely appreciate that yeah and uh
0: of course, mine is at Compenderizer. Uh, like Izzy said, you can follow us at Marvel News Desk and donate to our Patreon because we want to keep making cool stuff like this. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> and wait, was that by the Anthony or by the everyone? Else? Bye, everyone! Bye. <laughs> <laughs>